Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. Hi, I'm Bashida. Uh, okay, so many stories happened this week, local, national. Um, the one story that I don't think, personally, my opinion, got enough attention was the new study of how many people died during Hurricane Maria uh, in Puerto Rico. Oh, it was right. a new study that came out? Yeah. So, Goodbye. Uh, gr- groups that study. Oh, cool. <laughs> what a great citation, Gabe. I will find it as I talk here. Kelly's going to be so mad. I literally just mentioned this. <laughs> okay, so uh, the important part... It's by YouGov is what I saw. Uh, the important part is the official death toll is 64. That's how many Trump's yeah. people will say died. The article I saw said that the headline was, Puerto Ricans saw too many dead to believe government toll. And I was like, that's ominous as F. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 4,000... Six hundred. Uh, Six hundred, and I lost the number. Uh, he sets the agenda, y'all. Four th- sorry, 4,645. Um, that's more than 64. Yeah. I, I didn't do well in math, but I know that much. Uh, that's more than Hurricane Katrina deaths. That's more than U.S. soldiers killed in Afghanistan or in Iraq. Uh, and it's more Americans than were killed in 9-11. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean... Yeah. Why do you think the, the media is not covering this? Because they're covering Roseanne. Because they're covering Roseanne. I mean, it's been, people have been saying it since they've been covering Roseanne. Like, I have, someone said, I've gotten more about Roseanne and being, her show being canceled than I've gotten about the Hurricane Maria deaths. Like, that's sad. Hey, Gabe, what else are we going to talk about on the podcast today? <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's Roseanne. <laughs> topic number two. Yeah, he, he actually he, just scratched uh, it. <laughs> he's proving our point. <laughs> um, I, think, I think a lot of Americans uh, don't view Puerto Rico as... American. That, that apparently is true. I mean, they're not a state. Um, they are U.S. territory. I think they, have they, they voted to be a state, haven't they? Um, I, I feel like that's something that's happened recently. Um, here's me discussion. talking out of my ass. Yeah, they, it, they've had discussions about it. Um, but, but yeah, they, they don't have... The um, same rights in a lot of ways. They don't have, they don't have uh, uh, votes in the Electoral College. Right. Either way it goes, we are still talking about human beings um, and a lot of people who have lost their lives. So, yeah, I think even if people don't view them as, like, being part of the American territory, um, yeah, I think people forget that these are still people that, you know, have loved ones and, you know, that have so many different things that are going on. I mean, some of them are still recovering from, from the last hurricane, so... I right. mean, I think when I say, when I say people are, don't view them as Americans, I think that it's kind of why it's being covered the way it is, is that it's just like, oh, we're going to cover it like it's a tragedy happening in another country. But like, uh, yeah, that's no, our country. That. Those are Americans. Yeah, absolutely. So. Right. Yeah. You know, what I what I never understood is that you've got um, you've got all of this uh, aid available to you both in terms of what FEMA can produce, but also Puerto Rico is very close to Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. You've got all of these Marines sitting around in a Marine base. 
deploy the Marines. I don't understand why. I'm a little confused myself. Happen. I don't understand either. Why? You know, they had an entire hospital ship run by the Coast Guard that sat offshore that people could not access onshore. There were so many failures by FEMA, you know, by the Trump administration. Um, we've heard countless stories since then about uh, vendors who were hired to distribute tarps to cover up roofs uh, to provide meals and just failed time and time again. This is a massive disaster and right. a horrible scandal. Absolutely. Can um, like somebody enlighten us and let us know exactly why they're not receiving the assistance that they need? And uh, well, Do you think Hurricane Maria is going to be President Trump's Hurricane Katrina? I mean, it's it's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, and and They also, don't care because they're brown. Yeah. Or yeah. perceived as brown. Yeah. And it wasn't just Puerto Rico. I mean, that's that's what got this headline where it did get headlines. But, you There's know. the whole Caribbean. St. Martin was destroyed. Absolutely. You know, the U.S. Virgin Islands, the British Virgin Islands. Yes. You know, Americans, non-Americans were just devastated by this and the lack of response and the lack of attention. And it wasn't a liberal conservative media bias on this. I saw a chart that, that compared coverage between the hurricane and Roseanne over, you know, the past week and no media outlet gave the hurricane the attention that it deserved on MSNBC, on Chris Matthews, on Chris Hayes. You know, it, it was literally just like a, a footnote, you know, closing words. Are there any other things? Oh, by the way, did you hear about the hurricane? A lot of people don't even know it probably happened. Yeah. I mean, when did it happen? Months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all, it's old news. We just have a new death count. It's like an update. It's like a footnote in a story. Like, oh, we ran this story two weeks ago with somebody's name spelled wrong. Here's our update. Right. It's like that, but with a death, death toll. Right. Yeah. But instead of talking about Roseanne. What's our next topic, Gabe? It's Roseanne. What do you think about her? I didn't watch the show growing up. She has uh, a crochet blanket on the back of her couch that people replicate. It's a granny square blanket. <laughs> people replicate that? They do. It's a lot of small granny squares, oh, and it's really tedious, and I would never, ever do it because it would take me forever. <sighs> we just had those kind of Afghans growing up. Yeah. Her I, house looked a lot like my house. Yeah, I don't know how many of those Afghans were ever actually made or just, like, appeared in out of thin air and just, like, always were and always have been. So I didn't <laughs> watch her growing up, but I did watch the older version of her show from, like, the, you know, the 84 to, like, 94 show mm -hmm. uh, as an adult. Um, but I did not watch the new show at all. I, that was just a hard no for me, especially when she started to get crazy and started to spew all the racist, crazy She's conspiracy been doing that for years. theories. Right, which is why I stopped. You know, I, I just wasn't going to do the new show. And, I, you know, I just, for me, um, I don't know. You see the old Roseanne and you kind of want to believe, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know. I, I'm starting to, I don't know what to think anymore. I mean, you're racist, clearly, but she keeps saying she's not. But the things that are coming out of your mouth, is just, it's, it's hard to say that you're not when you're saying these things that you know clearly are demeaning and racist. Right. She's blaming Ambien. 
Yes. It's amazing how many things happen to be like the product of mental illness or like a drug that you're taking, but other people have a perfectly fine time with these drugs. Right. right. We we did watch the show. I mean, it, it was standard viewing, um, you know, those of us who are older Funny. than you. Um, when, you know, when it originally aired, we watched it every week. I didn't like anything until cartoons until I was 12. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't old enough to watch it when it originally aired, but, you know... Getting older, it was funny to me, you know, I'm, the sarcasm. The... I'm the geezer of the family, <laughs> or, or the big couch potato. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I think that's what made it such... Uh, I think it was a bit of a shock with these, you know, new comments from her, is because mm-hmm. the old show... Exactly, was against racism, was against, like, you know... Right. It was just, it's a complete turnaround, like a complete dis- different person. I kind of, I follow Tom Arnold, Arnold on, on Twitter, and he's hilarious, um, but... He's like, you know, before her new show came on, somebody's like... Um, a lot of people were defending her. They're like, there's going to be a gender non-conforming child. And like the, mm-hmm. the, the male partner didn't vote for Trump. And it's just, I think people wanted to believe in nostalgia. I think they wanted to t- return to a better time like prior to the 2016 election. And people's hopes were dashed because she turned out to be exactly what she's been telling us she is. Right, right. The the original show, you know, somebody pointed out. Um, I I was a uh, working for a union before this, uh, and so you know, obviously there was a big focus on working class folks. Um, and one of the other organizers noted that during those years, that was the only TV show uh, on primetime television where you had, like, legitimately working class, you know, the first few years, Roseanne worked in a plastics factory. It was a Mm -hmm. show that, like, reflected the people watching it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nothing else on TV did that. You know, you had Full House where, okay, the... Uh, the fresh father Prince of, of that was, yeah, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right. the Full House things. The, the dad was a sports reporter, which, you know, okay, right. that's, you know, that's a working job. But they lived in, like, one of the fanciest houses in San Francisco, right. California that cost millions of dollars. That's not the, a realistic depiction I, of right. I think the idea of life. television, especially in the 90s, was supposed to be a form of escapism. And Roseanne's just like, here's a mirror. Right. Right. And, and it, it had... A, you know, a good value back then of showing mm-hmm. realistic, you know, there were black characters that right. weren't portrayed as cartoons. There mm-hmm. was, you know, a, uh, she worked in a restaurant later and the manager of the restaurant was a gay guy yeah. and it wasn't a character. He was just, you know, her boss and mm-hmm. her friend that she talked to. And yes, and they talked know, about each other and the jokes were hilarious, but yeah. Yeah, it, it was a fine show. Yeah. And then I think after it went off the That's air. That's the Roseanne everybody expected to see. But like, as everybody knows... Grace? On social media, that's not the Roseanne no. that she, that's here now. Like, I think people knew that. Right. Like, even ABC knew that that's not the Roseanne you were going to get. Like, you knew that. And right. um, allegedly, she was already under, like, hot water for some of the other stuff that she had already tweeted with them. And so, you know. Well, she was always controversial. I mean, you know, they yeah. had her sing the, the national anthem at the right. ballpark. And exactly. she, you know, scratched her crotch and spit, spit on, on the field. Exactly. I mean, she also was like, she dressed as a Nazi in the With Rolling cookies, Stones. Exactly. And, and those people, are the sort of post-show indicators that, hey, maybe this is a different Roseanne. Now. Hey, guys, right. it's satire. <laughs> satire requires a clarity of purpose and target, lest exactly. it be mistaken and contribute to that which it intends to criticize. Right. Exactly. So for all intents and purposes, satire is dead in post-Trump America. I, I would say once you've dressed as a Nazi, you shouldn't be put back on TV, but I remember I, that... I, I, Prince Harry, once upon a time, dressed as a Nazi for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I don't forgive him for that either. 
Okay. Oh my god. Not asking you to. <laughs> but I'm also anti-imperialist and anti-anti-monarchy, so I just have a lot of feelings about the royal wedding. <laughs> we never talked about the royal wedding. Did I we probably need just to? talk a lot of crap. Should we? I mean, <laughs> oh my god, black Disney princess. I also hate Disney. Fight me. <laughs> I thought Meghan Markle was terrific. She was, she was she beautiful. beautiful. I agree. I hate Disney. Yes. But she was great. Um, yeah. All of these things, of course, covering up the lead story of... I got, ha- I got hot anti-capitalist takes I'm happy to expound upon any time. Yeah. <laughs> um, we all have to be out the door, so let's just keep moving on uh, the agenda, though. Uh, actual policy things. Uh, we had a terrific event yesterday. Yeah. Um, put together by hosted. our friends at Planned Parenthood Advocates of Ohio. Yeah. Um, it was a rally in front of the Ohio Supreme Court. The idea being that uh, while we've sued you at the state level, I'm sure we're happy to do it at the national level, should you so choose for us to do that. Um, and it was really cool. We had all the regional field managers from all over the state. So Tracy from Akron, Stephanie from Cincinnati, uh, the new one from Toledo, Kristen. Um, ah, I didn't get to meet her. Oh, she was in a flowy skirt. She's very nice. <laughs> okay. um, you haven't met her flowy before? Flowy skirt. No. Oh, she's great. Um, and then Marion from... Cleveland and Rhiannon from here in Columbus. So we had all of our other Planned Parent people hang yes. out. Um, a lot and of sp- Jamie. And Jamie, but she, was, she didn't organize it. She spoke. There were a lot of speakers, uh, among which Jamie Miracle, our, our Jamie Miracle, was one of them. Yes. Um, and it was a plethora of people basically saying... Uh, the, so the idea is that there is a domestic gag rule being implemented. So if you are a family planning clinic um, and you receive Title X funding, it will be suspended and taken away if you refer or even mention abortion. So we've seen this in like the global gag rule where like funding internationally is has been suspended if you mention abortion, um, which is something that every Republican president has enacted since Reagan. Um, but now we're seeing an expansion upon it uh, with the Trump administration pushing it domestically. Um, so this targets Planned Parenthood. Shocker. That's kind of their deal. Um, but it's not just Planned Parenthood. It's going to be any publicly funded fu- like family planning clinic is going to lose their Title X funding if they even mention abortion. Um, and I'm of the opinion that if you want to offer a full range of reproductive options, right. that does include abortion. Right. Because it is part of, you know, family planning. Or at least abortion referrals. Yeah. Right. I mean, you don't even have to be like, I'm going to do them in a house. It's just like, well, if this is what you want, here are your options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. we had um, actually two doctors actually speak to um, and Dr. Liston, uh, who's actually running to be uh, the House representative in the 21st district. They spoke about oh, how important it is that they that the clients uh, patients have that responsibility or the pa- the patients have that um, conversation with their doctors who have that responsibility to tell their patients all of their options. So whether it be beginning a pregnancy or ending a pregnancy, um, you know, they need to have that option to discuss whatever it is. And, um, you know, just having that taken off of the table um, will, be, will be really hard for them to actually do their job. So just hearing that come from their mouth was extremely What's the word that I'm looking for? Moving and... Yeah, I mean, they almost seem moved to tears about the prospect of not being able to offer a full spectrum of care. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they took an oath to do so, so it's just sad that people who are trying to take this off the table don't understand that. Right. Uh, Jamie spoke. I've got her speech right in front of me. Uh, The video of that we'll put in the show notes. It's been on Instagram if you are in the know. Yeah. 
Um, Jamie said, uh, part of her speech, attacking access to primary reproductive health care because of a politician's personal crusade against abortion will put the health and lives of individuals across the state and this country at risk. Kasich and DeWine have already tried that in Ohio, and now Trump wants to push it out across the country. But this will not go without a fight, and we will be here every step of the way to make sure our voices and the voices of all the people who stand to lose access to health care are heard. Thank you for coming out today, and thank you for standing with us in this fight. You missed my favorite line, which was uh, about Trump's hand over the doctor's mouth. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Very powerful message. She, she wrote a good speech. So, she did. Uh, that'll be uh, in the, the show notes uh, if you want to view. I like my hot take, but it's not, it's not the NARAL like. It's not the NARAL official state. Say your hot take. <laughs> I, just, I am against gag rules without safe words. <laughs> 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 it's a good line. Thank you. Can we get shirts? <clears throat> I'm going to make a button. <laughs> you're the you're the shirt orderer. I do what I want. Uh, yeah. So you know, Trump obviously is taking his cue from the Mike Pence uh, agenda here. Exactly. How many abortions do you think Donald Trump has paid for himself? Uh, who knows? There, there is a there is a question now because uh, his attorney Michael Cohen mm-hmm. had only three clients that came out and one of them is Donald Trump. One of them is Sean Hannity. <laughs> uh, and the third client is this Republican fundraiser. It's about ethics and journalism. Uh, and the, and the story uh, is that this Republican fundraiser uh, through Michael Cohen paid 1.6 million for a, yet another playboy playmate, uh, a woman to have an abortion. And so people are really asking, you know, this guy, it didn't seem to be in character that he would have had an affair and paid for an abortion, that maybe this was Donald Trump's mistress and this was... uh, I heard that uh, Ivanka got pregnant with all of their children with an IUD in place, and that's horrifying. (laughs) That's really surprising. I hope it's not true. It scares me on a deep and profound level. But I, I I think it's a, you know, a legit question is you've got a guy who who has this history of, you know, having affairs with women and has, has made statements. Uh, I just, I'm laughing at you having like, are you specifying with women? Having many affairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and now all of a sudden is pushing this anti-abortion agenda when in the past he right. didn't seem to have any interest in banning abortions. <laughs> right. Definitely a hidden agenda. Hmm. Or just like, eh, I'm the puppet, but I like to pretend I'm the yes. puppet master. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, they, uh, Planned Parenthood's team is speaking out, doing everything they can to stop this gag rule. Um, because it goes after Title X funding, this affects uh, primarily Planned Parenthood because they provide both the abortion services and the preventive health care funded through Title yes. X. Our other independent abortion providers around the state are purely abortion providers. Yeah, I mean, in Ohio, they don't receive any Title X funding. Um, although I think free, preterm's like looking into it for their other services. Right. But you wouldn't go there for a. Uh, you know, a colon cancer screening. No. Um, you know, they, they do employ physicians who would be able to do that, but they're not, they're not going through Title yeah. X for all of them. I mean, there are other states where uh, independent clinics would receive Title X funding, but in Ohio, they currently, I don't think any of them do right now. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, so right now, Planned Parenthood is leading the charge for that reason. Um, because yeah, as, as we mentioned, it's, it's got those two angles. It's stopping Planned Parenthood from getting the title 10 funding because they're going to continue to provide abortion care. And then it's also taking those title 10 funder or, uh, you know, providers elsewhere from doing those referrals. Right. So it's two sides of that. Uh, it's, it's Trump's, Trump's agenda. So, um, he was also in the news cause today he pardoned Dinesh D'Souza. What was he being charged with? Uh, campaign finance fraud. He's a felon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, who has spoke at a Ohio right to life event in the past. Oh, uh, so if you look on Ohio right to life's Facebook page, there's tons of pictures of this convicted felon, uh, as the keynote speaker in a 2016, uh, fundraiser for them. I only know of this thing. I only know of Dinesh D'Souza as like a weird religious man that all the atheists I know make fun of. I don't really know any more context than that. He's he's just always sort of been this rabidly racist voice, uh, especially on Twitter, going after Obama with. Isn't he a birther? Uh, I believe so. He and Trump are bros from back in the day, based on that alone. Yeah, and and so here Trump. Uh, apparently just uh, randomly pardoned him today. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, when... Did when he pardon the, him on Twitter? <laughs> almost. It, it was about that casual, um, because normally when the president makes a pardon, it goes through a Department of Justice pardon attorney. Mm. And so the entire thing gets, in, you know, investigated and reviewed, and they make a recommendation to the president of people that they feel should be considered for a pardon, or uh, if the president wants to pardon somebody that, you know, it might not be the best idea, they'll say, hey, wait a minute, you need to know all the facts about this person. He d- the president doesn't have to go through that pardon attorney, uh, but they almost always have. Well, this time around, he just pardoned him. It's really frustrating thinking about all the people that, like, a president could have pardoned in the past and didn't, and then there's just, like, this, this freaking guy. Yes. So um, he had previously pled guilty in federal court to one charge of using a straw donor to make an illegal campaign contribution to a 2012 U.S. Senate campaign, which is a felony. He was sentenced to eight months in a halfway house. Um, That's all? Yes. He got pardoned for that? uh, Five years probation and a $30,000 fine. Um, You didn't even pardon him from anything, like, actually bad? Well, it, yeah, but he's he's a felon. Um, Is it purged from his record? He's got a clean record. Is he no longer a felon? He can he can vote in the state of Florida. <laughs> well, he lives in California, so no, he can't vote in Florida. But <laughs> he could if he moved. He probably could anyway because he's Dinesh D'Souza and he's gonna do more fraud. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just really, really an odd thing. Uh, and apparently Trump is also looking at pardoning, um, Rod Blagojevich. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was the governor of the state of Illinois. I remember that case. Uh, when, uh, Senator Obama Obama, became president Obama, then the governor got to appoint that Senate seat and he intended on selling it. Oh, okay. And so he was convicted for that. I mix, yeah. I mix him up with the mayor of Toronto who just did a lot of cocaine, but he's dead yeah, now, right? He is. Yeah. He did die. Uh, and Trump's also talking about pardoning Martha Stewart uh, and, and <laughs> tweeted today that he thinks Martha Stewart's a very attractive woman and any person would be so happy to be with her. he doesn't know that she's already out of prison? I was like, she's, just, she's not even in jail anymore. 
Right. And and has a show on TV with Snoop Dogg. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, <laughs> she's um, also a judge on Chopped. Oh, I, this is the point I wanted to make about working, white working class families. If you want a white working class family TV show, Bob's Burgers has always been there for you. Okay. <laughs> it's a cartoon, though. Yeah, it's still a white working class family, and it's not garbage, and it's not going to be canceled. I love Bob's Burgers. Oh, if you need gosh. a recommendation, then Kelly here. has spoken. Okay. Um, well, we also should talk about Alice uh, Marie Johnson. Yes. Uh, so Kim Kardashian went to the White House to talk to um, Trump. Trump Every- met with Kim. Trump Every time I see Kim Kardashian in the news, it's for something, it's more and more often for something like this. And I, every time she's just like, every time I see it, she's like, oh, Kim Kardashian doing weird political things again. Who gave her the right to do political things? Like, she is the daughter of a lawyer. Like, I don't think she's a dumb woman. I, I am happy that she's using her platform for something positive. Yeah. And, I, and she's been doing that more and more. I mean, yes. she's like a huge like backer of LGBTQ rights. I mean, her parent... Her like step parent is a trans woman, um, and and I mean she has three biracial children. Like she's not a dumb woman. She's not a bad woman. Yeah, she came up through like reality TV and like sex tapes. But like <laughs> at this point, who hasn't done that? <laughs> so, I haven't. But okay. I don't, yeah, no, I know. I barely lived. I guess. <laughs> I haven't I'm glad you haven't seen my sex tape. No. <laughs> I'm just saying that I don't think Kim Kardashian is as bad as people seem to want her. Yeah, want her to be. Um, Kanye, on the other hand, he's crazy, but bad shit. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Uh, So yeah, so so this woman has already served 21 years. Uh, Not Kim Kardashian. Please say the name of the Alice Johnson has already served 21 years, um, and she was a first-time offender for a a non-violent drug conspiracy case, and she was sentenced to life. Life. Exactly. Um, just absurd. I mm-hmm. mean, like, how can you even, like, how can a judge even do that without even feeling any type of remorse? Happens all the time. It does. And it's just ridiculous. Just like all the people who are serving. I mean, a lot of it has to do with us having a cash bail system, too. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you can't afford to get out of jail, then you're just yeah. going to stay in jail regardless of whether Absolutely. you're guilty or not. Absolutely. Happens all the time. Um, so, yeah, she met with President Trump to discuss prison reform. Yeah, some people are having problems with saying prison reform because they're saying that she's talking specifically about one woman and mm-hmm. that actually prison reform uh, itself. Like, just she's not really working on prison reform. So I don't know. Maybe this could become a thing for her, and maybe she could make it about prison reform. I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean... It's absolutely a necessary topic, and I think yeah, it's, absolutely. it's incredibly smart to bring you know, a, a solid case example. Yes. You know, when you walk into an elected official's office on any topic, really. And you're just generically talking like, ah, I want to talk about prison reform. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, what yeah. about it? Right. Nobody cares. But if you bring, you know, it, and, and this is why we ask abortion patients all the time, you know, come to lobby day, come mm-hmm. talk to elected officials, go to the lunch and learns uh, that you've been helping host. Lunch and lobby. Those. Um, when you when you have people that have direct experience and can talk about the situation from, you know, from mm-hmm. their own point of view, it's right. so much more powerful than when, you know, Jamie mm-hmm. or I walk into right. the state house, you know. Neither of us are, are, are bringing the sort of impact as, you know, like our patients and advocates can. And so mm-hmm. providing this specific case, yeah. I think, is, is very, uh, you know, it's a very smart move. And everybody knows Trump only respects people like him, reality TV people. So, hey, this is right true. up That's his alley. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Honestly, yeah. if if Kim Kardashian becomes a UNICEF ambassador, I like the idea of a dichotomy between. <laughs> hey, I like that you can be two things at once. You can be a very sexual being and also somebody who cares about the change in the world. Like, <laughs> good just, for her. She just needs to leave Kanye well, now. So. Yeah, she does yeah, need to leave Kanye. Probably. Speaking of sexual and work and change, you want to talk about pride and what we have going on? Do we want to talk about pride or do we want to talk about abortion and depression first? <laughs> It's up to you. <laughs> Please. Sorry. No. Okay. So NBC News has covered uh, the duh fact of the week um, that abortion does not cause depression. Yes. Amazing. Uh, the reason this is news is because there was a study, I say study with some hard air quotes around it, um, with the opposite conclusion that abortion does cause depression. Um, but uh, Guttmacher Institute... Uh, issued a rebuttal saying your study is garbage and your conclusion is garbage and you should feel like garbage. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's the exact quote. Yes. Uh, But so now we have a new study um, by researchers uh, with the journal of journal of the American medical associations, uh, JAMA psychiatry. Okay. Sorry. I was just reading that. (laughs) Continue. Uh, yeah, so basically it just it, it gives us the conclusion that we've always anticipated that uh, having an abortion does not cause you to be depressed. There may be uh, like outside factors that may be contributing to depression in addition to having an abortion, but the abortion itself does not cause the depression. Right. Which is kind of the thing, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. So people can stop making all these false accusations about how, you know, if you get an abortion, you're going to be depressed and trying to basically deter people from doing something that they feel they need to do. Yeah. They could stop saying that. But But they won't. They won't, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they're going to also say that it causes breast cancer, and it definitely does not, so. But now we have an actual study to point to. Absolutely. um, Which is exciting. The truth. Yes. It's just the little things that, like, yes, right. there's another box in our camp that just, like, confirms our, like, what we already thought, but that's, it's right. nice to have citations. Right. We'll put a link to this in the show notes, too. So. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up because, yes, it's, like, an obvious thing for any of our listeners that agree with us, but it's also just, like, another thing that, like, hey, we know what we're talking about and we have research to back it up. Right. Abortion does not cause mental illness. Ambient does not cause racism. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yay. <laughs> Okay, oh now you want to talk about Pride? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, coming up this week and this month is Pride, 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 all of the Prides. I'll be at Dayton Pride this Saturday, June 2nd. It's 12 to 5 at Cooper Park. Yes. Yay! Um, and then next weekend, I have all of my rural Prides. I have Newark Pride on Saturday at the Canal. When? No. Canal District something. Canal Market District. Thank you. <laughs> I, whenever I think about it, I'm just like, Giant Eagle Market District. In Newark. <laughs> in Newark. And then Sunday, I'll be, we'll be tabling at the Athens Pride Community Picnic and Hike. And then Monday night, there's going to be an LGBTQ Pride Night in Zanesville, Ohio. Uh, and then in Cincinnati on the 23rd. I think that's all the prides I have. Yes. Oh, just kidding. I have Columbus Community Pride on the 16th of June. And we'll actually be partnering with our friends at Planned Parenthood having a co-shared table. So that'll be really cool. Columbus Community Pride is the alternative pride that has started this year. It has been put together by Black Queer Intersectional Columbus, uh, also known as Be Quick. And it focuses on queer and trans people of color. Uh, and it's kind of, it, it's what came out of like the aftermath of the protest and the Black Pride for at Stonewall Columbus last year. So 
we here at NARAL are not going to be at Stonewall Columbus Pride this year, but we will be at Columbus Community Pride because we want to show up for our uh, queer and trans people of color. Yeah. One of the speakers at the event yesterday was from Be Quick. Yes, Ariana Spence. Don't know her last name. Ariana <laughs> from Be Quick. Yes. Uh, who, who did a terrific job speaking. Yes, they have great bangs. Yes. Great bangs. So also this weekend will be Pride in the CLE at Public Square. Uh, Hannah, our organizer in Cleveland, will be there, and that will be from about 10 to 7. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the Cleveland area, definitely uh, go check us out. We all have a table there. Yeah, it's festival season. Come hang out. Get sweaty. Absolutely. Uh, and then ending the month of June is going to be, as always, uh, we're at ComFest with the Freedom of Choice Ohio table. And um, Lady Parts Justice is going to be in town that weekend. They're going to be showing one of our clinics some love because um, they need it. They always need it. And they're going to also have a booth, not a booth, but like they're going to be at ComFest at the Solar Tent at 5.15 on Saturday, um, talking about abortion, getting involved locally, um, and there'll be like a talk back with the provider, so that'll be really cool. And then Sunday at Ace of Cups, our, our friends who do lots of comedy things for abortion access, um, is going to be Lady Parts Justice hosting a comedy show, which, you know, is very on brand for what we do here in Columbus. Um, it's going to be Beth Stelling, Joyelle Johnson, Liz Winstead, and uh, somebody else who was added to the lineup that I have forgotten the name because I'm a garbage person. Um, and that'll be fun. And then there'll be a talk back after the show with probably me and one of the local clinic defenders. And that should be a good time. That's Liz Winstead, Beth Stelling, Joyelle Johnson, who I love. Uh, and Dina Nina Martinez, who's the founder of the Lady Laughs Comedy Festival. Oh, cool. Beth Stelling's actually an Ohio native. Oh. Mm-hmm. She went to Miami. She's from Netflix, The Stand-Ups. I don't know anything about that, but she's an Ohio native. Awesome. <laughs> and, the okay. people, and the people I know who know her or know of her really like her, so okay. I'll take that as a win. Uh, so links to all that information is in the show notes. If you're otherwise listening before Sunday, June 3rd, you can come tie-dye tank tops or t-shirts with us for Pride season. Cool. Yee. Okay. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.